Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Welcome back to this week's episode, and it is a very special one because I've got the lovely Alicia here with me. She is a former client and an incredible expert uh, because she does a very similar thing to me, and she quite literally helps people own their message too. So who better to have on this week's podcast than you? Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you do, who do you help? Yes, I am Alicia. And by the way, Alicia, thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you and everything I've learned from you, first things first. So I didn't want that to go. (laughs) So anyways, I'm Alicia Nicole, and I help women craft their message. And I have a framework called the Soul Heart Message that we use to figure out what their Soul Heart Message is. And we take that and create a book out of that and gain their authority as an expert in their market, as well as we, I teach them to self-publish their book. I love it. So you're a self-publishing queen. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. yes. I yes. love it. So tell, well, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, we met now, I think it was like over a year ago, right? You were in, inside of SCA originally. Yes. And so for those that don't know, uh, SCA is one of my like foundational programs. It's called the Soulmate Client Accelerator. And it essentially helps people figure out who their ideal clients are. And I remember we did a coaching call specifically where you were like, I help these women, but they are not my women. <laughs> Do you yes. remember that? Were you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Interesting. You help yes. these women, but they are not your women. And <laughs> I think it's really, really interesting how all of us experts, particularly ones who like work inside of messaging, copywriting, we help people get seen and, and be visible. We can never see our own, our own message, our own copywriting our, and our own, like we, very, very rarely is someone can, who can see like their own marketing plan or their own foundational stuff or even their own like next level stuff too. And I feel like when we met, it was really fascinating to hear you talk about these women who you loved helping so much and it, it occurred to me that there was like no real medium for getting that message out there. And you were like, well, I've published a, a few things and this is what I think, but I'm not really sure. So talk to me about like going through that whole process from not being really sure about who you were helping to really fully knowing. Okay. So when I first met you, I was in the middle of pivoting. Uh, I had just lost my father and I had had a lot of people coming to me saying, hey, will you teach me how to write a book? And so I was teaching my clients how to write a book as well as I was writing my own books. And the writing process was very therapeutic for me. So then I started thinking, okay, well, while I've got the time. I'm going to go ahead and dabble in a little bit of ghostwriting. And so then when I met you, I was like, okay, here's my experience. This is what I've been doing, X, Y, Z. I have been doing trainings since 2009 and coaching for women, but it was broad, right? 
But I also, my message that I've known since I, I was 16 years old is that I was going to help women basically discover what their message was and get out to the world, right? And so when I came to you, it was like, okay, I'm pivoting, but I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, I can go this direction or this direction. And you were able really help me hone that in. And like I was saying in one of our, I was just listening today to one of our past uh, boxer group coaching or coaching, personal coaching, VIP coaching. And I was laughing because I was like, Elisa, you always redirect me back to that original vision of mine, right? Mm. Bring me back to that original purpose. So that's how it all began. And then over time, I was able to launch my mastermind. And then we're just getting ready to launch to the public, the actual message published masterclass. So I'm really excited. But yeah, so it all started with the processing I did with you to help me get back in on that direction of that purpose and, and figure it out what my message really was. So I could redirect that to be mm. able to help. I love that because I think it sets this really great foundation for a wider conversation around actually owning that message. Like there is one thing discovering the message. And then I think there is a step two where it's very much up to like, I can direct people in the right direction or redirect them and help them zero in. But it, it takes you to do the work to actually implement that vision and to like go and do the thing that you say you want to do, right? You know, like no coach or expert or, you know, therapist or whoever else you hire for your own personal toolbox of helpers can do the work for you. And I think what you have really, um, and kudos to you, what you have really done expertly well is actually taking those foundational things that we talked about and going and actually owning that message in a way that I think needs to be highlighted because again like not you know we work with people all the time who say that they will do a thing and then don't do the thing so talk to me about the thing like where did that motivation come from I, I heard that you mentioned you knew that you want you know you had this message from 16 years old yeah there's one thing knowing and there's one thing implementing. What's helped you implement along the way? Just tuning in and listening to that inner knowing and that intuition of being like, okay, it's time. You know, no longer do I get to play small myself, right? And so it for me, it was just getting stuck in the actual pivot and what direction to go. And so I think it was just that honing into what that message was after um, that last VIP um, coaching call we did, I was able to hone in my message of what my message really was to the world, like how I was going to help these women. And, and that message to me was, I believe that every woman has a story within them with a message that someone's waiting to hear. And so being able to articulate that, because I wasn't able to articulate it, I was able to take everything I learned and just implement it and put it in place. And everything is actually falling into place. And we know when we're in the flow, when you're moving closer to your purpose or your direction of what you should be doing, everything flows. A hundred percent. Oh my God. I think there's also a conversation around, around here around intuition, because I think sometimes when you're in that pivoting, like pivoting mode and in, in a pivoting state, it can feel really overwhelming. And like your intuition is turned off. You're like, which way do I go? Well, maybe it's this way. Maybe it's that way. And you're like, oh, I have superpowers. Why aren't they working? And like your superpowers are working. They're just pointing you in a lot of the directions where you shouldn't go a lot of the time. Now, how did you hone your intuition? And I guess what's the story there? Because it, it feels like those two things are very interlinked for you. Yeah. So basically 
taking time to be still and being able to tune into what that was and actually listening. Mm -hmm. And just recently, you know, after losing my father, I met um, someone that has been assisting with me on that path. I've always had that natural knowing, right? And that knowing, but to be able to trust that intuition of which direction to go, she was able to, to assist me in opening up that more, right? Mm, I love that. What are some of the um, some of the ways that you've learned to tune into your intuition then? Some of the ways I've learned to tune into my intuition is is to take the time to be still for one, because if you have the noise of the world, you're not going to be able to hear. Right. And two is like for me, it's always been feeling like I get a feeling. Right. And then just being able to trust that and then take action. And I always say, like, once I get that hit or that download or whatever, is like to take action with something, whatever that was, within 24 hours. Yeah. What an incredible tip. Like, take that action. OMG. Do you know your human design by any chance? I don't. I do not know my human design. You would love it. I just know, I know that you would like that. Explore it. Explore human yeah. design for everyone here. But um, that's really interesting because I think, taking I've never really had any issues taking action quickly and I think that that helped me hone my message and helped me hone my business because I'm I'm happy to just throw things out there and see what happens and then course correct which I think a lot of people don't and they do themselves a disservice when someone is writing their book and they're like okay I intuitively know it's time it's time for me to unleash my story it's time for me to own that message what what are the steps that you go through with your clients to help them actually get that idea out of the head and onto paper. Like let's start slow, slow. Obviously we're not even self-publishing yet, but what, what should the people of the world do? So there's definitely a lot of steps to it. There's that bigger circle, right? That big umbrella. But the first thing they get to do is, is figure out what that soul heart message is, right? What is that message? And in order to do that, they need to do reflection. They need to dig deep. Uh, they need to do writing prompts and different stuff uh, to get the questions out to, to assist them in directing them, right? And get it, get it out of their head and onto paper. And so that's really the first step. And basically tuning in and trusting in the process is, is two, like being able to trust in the process. And I would say three would be, the next step would just get it out there. Like just do a download brain dump and get it out all onto paper. And then you would organize, right? Then you would pick who your readers are, who your audience is. Mm-hmm. And then you would craft your messaging and your message in your book based off of your readers, not what you want, but they want, right? But then you would tie that in to your soul heart message, right? Because that's your, that's your soul heart purpose. That's your story. That's your message. And then you would organize all of that and then you would pick a title I do things a little bit different some people say don't pick your title to the end I believe in picking your title so you can keep your messaging and your message around that right so your title and your subtitle and then the next step would be to get writing get writing (laughs) it's out there on paper Love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. It's really fascinating. I've been outlining a book and I've been working on it and it had 
at first it had nothing to do really with business at all. I thought it was going to be something completely different. And then the more I worked on it, it was really very much that process of, okay, well, what is the audience? Okay, well, what do I want to say? Okay, well, what's the next step? And it's been an inter- a really interesting process because it's, again, like a messaging expert, right? You you know the things that you need to do. And sometimes you want to write just for yourself. Like I write poetry in my spare time now, which by the way, like no offense to all the poetry fans out there, but I'm not really a fan of poetry in general. It was like my least favorite writing course that I had to do at university. And I'd be like, ugh, more done or more like 17th century poetry, never again. Well, then last year I got really into writing poetry. It was a really great like explorative tool for me. And I think it's it's really fascinating um, how writing for yourself as just a fun hobby can really lead back into your business and things like I you know I knew that I had a book in me but I really like I was like I'm not ready and blah 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 and it's all like wishy all, all the wishy-washy things that your clients say to you for sure um and then I started writing for myself and I was like oh like I think there is something here and I think I'm finally ready so I think the other tip from like the the non-expert perspective is to just do some creative writing for yourself and see what happens you know like a lot of the poetry that I ended up writing was like very very personal not sure that I would publish it anywhere unless it was under a pseudonym <laughs> so if there's like an Elisa Bond somewhere who publishes poetry and you're, and you're listening to this later and like look it up because <laughs> that would be my stage name but I think the wider point here is that the best thing to do is to start start exploring start creating start prodding into what is it that you actually want to do I'm actually I want to talk to you about like the soul heart message because I think it's a really it's like very similar to what I do but also very different in that I think I approach messaging and marketing from quite a analytical perspective even though I'm a like a touchy-feely emotionally intuitive person it's really interesting actually my business partner and I were talking about how we were like gut feeling people but the way that I teach messaging is quite formulaic in a way so talk to me about the different perspective, I guess, of not reverse engineering your marketing, which is I'm a fan of, but also like tuning into that intuitive side, which I think I do. I think every expert does, but perhaps I just don't talk about it enough. But I just want to see your process and see whether it's any uh, similar to mine. I don't know. Let's geek out over messaging. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. It's really quick. It's really funny that you say that a year ago you got into um, writing poems, right? Because I did as well. And I used to write poems when I was younger and I totally, I totally loved it, but I got, I got out of tune with that. Right. And I don't know, back in like 2018, I published this, this journal on Amazon that has prompts in it that just ask questions. And, and I, I had a client reach out to me and say, this has got me back into poetry, poetry by actually doing the prompts in this journal. So that's just kind of funny. But that is, oh my God, that is, what a synchronicity. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Can you, like co-teach a poetry class. That's what I'm hearing from this. <laughs> but as far as the soul heart message goes, it's it's really digging deep into what that soul purpose is, right? And 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 writing that message from the heart, right? What that is for whatever it is for you. And not necess- not necessarily the marketing side of it, right? Is it what you deal with, right? But at at the same, one in one of the same, it, it is the same in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's just that 
you know, you're, you're tying your message, what that message is to your reader and what it is that they're wanting, right? And you're still going through the same processes and, and steps as far as you would in, in marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out who your reader is versus your idol client or audience, right? You're still going through those processes to get that message. But as far as the intuition goes, it's it's really like just tuning in and doing the reflections to figure out like what that purpose is, what that soul heart message is, right? And then finding those readers. So that'd be, so finding your ideal client, right? Or ideal reader. So that, that those steps are still the same when yeah. we're relating to what you do versus what I do. Yeah, definitely. It's just in a different context, right? And like, I think lots of, lots of things are very much the same thing in every single industry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also, I think, slightly different in that connecting to your purpose is very different to marketing a product or an offer to a person. I think it's really important for you to know the two, like the distinction between here is like the, as you, you as you call it, the soul heart message, right? Like here is what I'm trying to communicate with this thing. Here is the takeaway, right? Yeah. Because that's how I'm interpreting it. But that says, here is what my audience wants. Like, those are two very different things. And I feel like people get confused about the two. Do you yeah. Yes, people do. People do get confused. But also, it's important when putting your message out there to the world that you know what your reader slash audience, audience wants before you write the book, right? So that's it's like, it's, yeah it's, it's like it's, it's like with the content right don't write what you want to write about yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You still have your, yeah you still have your own stories and your own messages in 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 the book right you still have those things but you're assisting that reader you're mm -hmm. assisting that reader in whatever it is that that they want or need right yeah the image that comes to mind to me is like you are you're looking out at the sea probably because I'm in my new office and I can see the sea, but you're looking out at the sea and you're, you know, like the sea is in front of you. That's your message, but you're helping your audience look through like a looking glass and you're helping them hone in on that lighthouse of what you're trying to communicate. And I think that that is a really, really important distinction for everyone here, that there is a difference between your soul heart message and how you connect to it and how your audience will connect to it too. So it's like a 3d living thing that will evolve over time. You know, yeah. like, it's not enough. It's always like makes me think back to that first conversation we ever had. And you were like, I just want to help women. And I was like, well, me too. Right. It's not like, let's get more specific with what. <laughs> and I think that so many people come to me and say that like, it's very, very general. And I wonder whether the process of help, like you writing your book, did that help you hone your message and how you wanted to communicate? Or was it a different process for you? Yeah. So writing my books, was the beginning of it but honestly jumping in and assisting my high-level clients to write their books is what really got me to narrow down the framework and process down oh I love that I love the honesty yes yeah because I remember so you launched the mastermind right that was that was sort of what we were working towards is you launching yeah. the mastermind and you were like I'm selling it out it's not even out yet oh my god <laughs> which yeah, I thought was it was really it was really fun to watch your sort of like go they really want to publish their books I'm so excited what yeah. was that process like like going from launch to then having those people in that container and then helping them through the container it was actually really good I was excited and I was more excited to see them be excited right and I was 
I was, it was just, I don't know, it's just, it's rewarding to see them articulate their message and get it out on a paper, right? But also I'm teaching them in the high level mastermind to turn that message and their book into a business that they love, right? And so that's, I think that's very rewarding. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. What helped you own your message? Just the belief, just the belief. It's that inner belief of knowing what I'm supposed to be doing and how I'm supposed to be helping others. I mean, which I'll make it easier to take, take action, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to ask you a personal question. You can choose not to yeah. answer, but I want to know. So it seems like a pivotal moment in your life was when your father passed away. Yeah. And I remember you sort of going through that at, at the time as well. And you were like, I'm having this emotional shift and it seems to have catapulted this pivot. How did that affect your business and how did it affect your messaging, if at all? It both, because when I, I was, at first I didn't know which direction I was going. I was all over the place with my messaging, right? And second of all, it was just a very emotional time. But going through that experience actually assisted me because as you and I have talked about, I was on burnout mode, right? I was working, I had two other businesses plus a, a, a career in the finance industry before my dad passed. I had health problems. I had just had surgery. I had all of these things going on. And so I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I think that going through that experience assisted me in taking a step back from my business and really listening to the things inside that matter to me most and be able to, to create all my non-negotiables and to be able to choose who I work with, who I wanted to work with, what direction I wanted to go with my business. I think that, I think losing him was really hard, but I think something great came out of that, right? Hmm. Definitely. And it sounds like it catapulted you in journey into like your inner knowing too. Like you, I, I feel like you were always spiritual anyway. I remember the life coaching business, right? Um, I just think it's really interesting how out of these sort of traumatic events, we can find a like real deep purpose. It, it definitely happened to me last year, for sure. Like I feel like I died a thousand shamanic deaths and like who I was, way back when is not the person who's sitting here and I think it's really I think the message here at least from my side of of the of the microphone is that you can find the beauty in the pain and flourish beyond the thing that feels really hard and find yourself and what you're actually meant to be doing because I feel like you're a testament to that like I remember you being like I have this thing going on and I have this thing going on and you're like why and you're like I don't know I don't know why and I think so many women are like that right they're like I don't know why I have all this stuff going on but I just like I want to write my book or I want to launch a podcast or I want to do the thing or I want to hire someone and I, and I guess this is a gut check for everyone here to be like, what am I doing that doesn't feel aligned? And how can I let more of those things go to bring in the things that I actually want? Things like writing poetry, things like writing a book, things like, you know, creating a podcast. I don't know, revamping your website, whatever it may be for you. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, but it requires you to make that list of non-negotiables, right? Yes. Yes. And that that was huge for me, creating those non-negotiables and being okay with it and and saying no 
to the things that weren't moving me towards my purpose, right? Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the first things I teach with anyone I work with, it's, it's, it is that list of no negotiables and being like, I'm going to say no to everything. That's going to feel really bad because you're like, hmm, some of these things that I want to do. But you can always change your, your mind. If you say no, you can always say yes afterwards. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's a really empowering lesson. So how about, how or what, what were the things that you did to find time to write a book? Because I feel like a lot of the time, people, that's the excuse that they use. I just don't have the time. Who has the time yeah. to write the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, and I tell my clients too, if I can, if I can run my businesses and a career and lose my father and still have the time to grieve and make the time to do my writing, so can you, right? And so for me, it was, it was, I have this thing called uh, the system called power days that I teach my clients and it's, it has a lot to do with time blocking. Okay. Power days. And, yeah. And it's time blocking those things that are most important, right? First and putting those, because we can always procrastinate and we, we can always say, I'll write a book tomorrow. Well, then that tomorrow never comes. Right. And so to me, it was something that was really, in, writing was really important to me. It was therapeutic and it became my passion, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was just getting back, getting on that track and setting up the time blocks for me to carve out that time to write. And I would invite anyone listening to, if they want to start writing, whether it's poetry or, you know, speeches for a TED Talk or it's blog posts or whatever it is, Block out that time because you're always going to make those excuses. Women are really good. We're really good at that, right? We're, yeah. we're, good at either, we're good at either accommodating others, right? And doing the things to please them, right? Or we're good at procrastinating or we're, we're just really good at those things. And so it's super important to block out that time and make it like your number one priority if that's what you're seeking, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Exactly. And I, one of the best tips I, I give clients too is like make yourself a client. Yeah. Particularly if you're like a service provider or a freelancer, like put yourself on your on your docket as if you're a client. So then you have to make time for yourself because yeah. you're a client. You know, you can't just ignore your needs because there's someone else who needs me. And I think we're so good at creating those excuses and being like, oh, I have all this free time. Let me fill it up with all this stuff that I don't actually want to do. Versus being like, okay, this is on my on my calendar and it's happening. And actually, this is why I number one like created the Mavens, which is a, like a writing membership, which gives people that time to actually come come and write. But number two, why I booked things like poetry classes and art workshops and other bits and pieces, because at the end of last year, I was like, oh, I haven't got a life. All I do is like help, <laughs> like helping refugees is great. Don't get me wrong. Like this this is a part of my soul's work. But also, I was spending so much time helping other people that I wasn't filling up my cup. And I think, again, it goes back to that conversation that we were having around burnout. That's what happens when you neglect your creativity and your creative flow and your creative juice. And then your intuition is like, well, which way do I go? I don't know. I need to pivot. I don't know which way to what You know, and then it creates that spiral of which way do I go? I'm lost. I'm confused. But, you know, none of the none of the things that are being marketed at me sound like they are for me, like who can actually help me tune back in. And I think that that is 
usually a sign of needing rest, usually a sign of just needing guidance, and usually a sign that you just need to like go and do something creative for a bit. Yeah. Connect, connect to your inner child, as my yeah. parents would say. Yeah. What would little Alisa want to do? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, connecting to that inner child is actually really important because at the end of the day, like for me, I had that dream and that vision that I knew at age 16. I just didn't know what it looked like yet. And we're always evolving. We change. And I'm definitely not the person today as I was when I started my coaching business and training company, traveling, doing personal development trainings in 2009. I'm definitely not the same person Mm. as I right now as I was then, but I've evolved and everything I've gone through and every experience has got me to where I am today. And so with the burnout, it is those non-negotiables for me. I told myself I'm going to only work so many hours per week because I'm not going to allow myself to get into that burnout mode again. It was really scary for me. Yeah. So I implemented those power days, which is, you know, time blocking and going really hard at it for, for four days and then having a mini day if I needed. And then I took the the weekends off Yeah, and just, and traveling with my husband, which we love to do. <laughs> yeah, I, rem- I remember actually, I remember last time in this conversation, you were like, I just love traveling with my husband, but I, we don't travel anymore. And I'm like, but why? Go travel with your husband. Is he opposed? And you're like, no, I have just had surgery. Therefore, I cannot ever travel again. And I was like, but you can. <laughs> and isn't it interesting how when we're in that midst of those feelings, we think that the world stops and we can't do the things that we want to do. So like kudos to you for implementing that system and finding the thing that works for you because it's different for every single person, you know? Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. The thing that I heard there as well, which I think is an interesting avenue to go down, is that finding that that balance for yourself can be really scary. And mm-hmm. I think that isn't it, isn't it true that writing a book can also feel scary? It's like burying your soul. And then you're like, I have to market it and I have to do the things. So what in you, like, what's the difference, I guess, in between like writing those rules and writing a book that bears your heart and soul? And is there a difference? I would say they're both either way. I would say that you're always going to get fear. Fear is going to come up no matter what. You're always going to get resistance is what I always tell my clients. You're going to get resistance to where you are for your growth at that time. And so we're always going to have to to stretch ourselves to cross that threshold with, with resistance. And I think that whether it's starting a business or pivoting a business or writing a book, fear is going to come up. And so it's just trusting in the process and stretching through that threshold to get to the other side, because the only way out is through, right? Yes, 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 yes. Well, yeah, or I mean, all around. Or sometimes the only way out is like to pause and look at the thing and then see the gateway open. Okay. Yeah, and for me, I was able to pause, but I knew that that threshold was there any time for me to cross. And actually, I did a process with you, which is similar to the process that I do for my clients when it comes to resistance. I'm able to cross that threshold at any time when I'm ready, right? Yes. So it's having the courage and grit to cross that, to cross that threshold, mm. even if it's a fear. Yeah. And like, I think that's normal. That's normalized fear for sure. Like 
everyone feels fear. We, we like, I still get like the tingles every time I press record. That doesn't mean that like I shouldn't go live or I shouldn't record a podcast or, you know, that I'm not an expert in what I do. It's just your, your body's natural response to things that we perceive, we perceive as threats. And actually really interesting when you think about the brain, it, the brain is designed to help you avoid danger. And everything that you do in entrepreneurship is dangerous. <laughs> it's like outside of your comfort zone, at least to your brain. So I, I love that distinction of I'm able to cross that threshold when I'm ready and when I feel called to. That's, that, that is so true in that there are moments in your business and in your life where even if you've been doing it since 2009 and you've been traveling and you've been doing x y and z where you're like do you know what actually I'm ready like it's time it's time to for me to put the fear on the shelf for a bit and go through and like you know supercharge my my business my life whatever else that I want to do and I feel like a book is a really great way to explore that for sure you know as is creativity as all of these other things is whatever you feel called to next and the answer isn't or doesn't lie in experts out there on Facebook or Instagram telling you what to do. It lies within you. Like you're called to something. So follow that next step. And then the right people will come. Like the right people will present themselves to you. Yeah. You will know. You know what I mean? Like that, that's that inner knowing, right? Absolutely. I agree. Love it. Okay. Well, that's my final question is let's go with the inner knowing. I feel like writing a book is very much a lot of the time, a lot of the time it's editing, but (laughs) it's like the inner knowing of this is my message. This is what I'm here to tell the world. It's whether it's a dream at 16 years old or whether it's, I don't know, something something that hits you at a lightning bolt speed on a beach. This is what happened to me. I was like, oh my God, this is the thing. What's the next best step? to hone into that inner knowing or to trust yourself and leap through the threshold? Because I feel like you more than anyone else probably had all of the experience to leap through the threshold so many times. Yeah, so for me, it's it's reflecting, writing it all down, getting everything out of my head, right? All the emotions I'm feeling, everything, and processing myself. I have a, a process that I use and, and then I... I reframe the beliefs, right? Is this true? No. And then I shift those beliefs. And then I actually do a visualization process that allows me to visualize myself crossing that threshold. And so I visualize a door. And for me, it's always sparkly with glitter, pink. (laughs) And so I visualize that process of me actually crossing, you know, crossing and entering that door and, and, taking that, that, that leap of faith, right? And then also tuning into the feelings of it. Okay, so w- what does it feel like to do that, right? What, what would it feel like to have my book published? What it would feel like to have clients have their books published? What, what does that feel like? And just really tuning into what it feels like. And that makes it a lot easier to actually cross that threshold. And so yeah. for me, it's really inner work. It's being, taking the time to do the inner work. 100%. And I think that's like the secret, the secret source that is really not evident from, let's say, a sales page or whatever. Like, I, actually, it was really interesting. I remember doing a visualization with you and you being like, well, I didn't realize we were going to do that. <laughs> I was like, well, welcome. 
Welcome to the land of woo. <laughs> it's like the quintessential. I'll tell you what you want, but give you what you need. <laughs> what you need sometimes is a good old meditation <laughs> or visualization, whatever it may be, you know? Oh, God. It's so funny. It's so funny how these things circle back, right? And I think that really, like, it goes back to the soul heart message, right? Every single one of us has that inner deep knowing of what we're here to deliver, create, and it's just iterations. It's, you know, what you started off with in 2009 might not have been as clear as it is right now, you know, back then, but we just get clearer and clearer and clearer with age and with our experience. It's it's taking us to the thing, right? And the thing might change over time, but I think the secret source is to just keep going, keep doing the inner work and discovering new levels and new depths of you. Yes, absolutely. So then you eventually evolve, right? Yeah, exactly. And by the way, your soul heart message might evolve too, right? Like your my message has definitely evolved. Yeah, it definitely will. It, it, and so what I always say is that min, minimum viable book or that minimum viable message, like what is that message at that time that people are waiting to hear, right? Yeah. It'll change. It can change over time. And then you can do your second book and then you can do your third book, Right. And that soul heart message is just really all about figuring out what it is that what what it is that you're meant to do and what message you're to deliver to the world, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Do you have anything else to add, Alicia? Any words of advice for any of the people out there who are stuck in the pivot? I would say that if you have that deep inner knowing but you don't really know what it is and you don't know how to articulate it because most of us don't really start digging in and doing some inner work and self-reflections. And I have that, that free template that, that can, they can start to be able to get things out of their head and onto paper, onto paper. Yes. I love it. We'll link it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. And I would say that just, be with it, trust the process, get it out from your head on a paper, tune in, take time, be still, shut the world down for a minute, all the noise, allow yourself to meditate if you meditate and be with those things, be with those moments and get yourself into that creativity flow and then just see what happens. Yeah, I love that. What a great words of advice. Well, thank you so much for being here and talking to us about your message. It's been a joy and a pleasure. And thank you so much for listening on the other side of this. I will speak to you next week. Have an unforgettable day. Thank you, Lisa. Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.